Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mindful Marriage Podcast, a Hope Fellowship podcast all about helping you survive and thrive in your marriage in ways only God could imagine. I'm your host, Seth Muse, and with me today is Hope Fellowship's lead care and support pastor, Brock Yonke, and licensed professional counselor, Tara Wiedemeyer. Hey, guys. How's it going? What up, Seth? (laughs) Hello. We laugh because I had to ask, how do I say your name right away? And did I get it? Yes. I nailed it. You did well. Okay, awesome. It rolls right off the tongue. Well, Brock, tell us a little bit about your family so we can get a a snapshot of who you are, and then we'll let Tara... Yeah, uh, my wife, Alicia, and I have been married for over 23 years, about 23 and a half now. I have three kids, uh, 20-year-old, 18, and 15, so that means I'm getting older, but I've also learned a lot about marriage, and so hopefully that can be beneficial to others, my mistakes. So that's my family. And Brock runs our Re-Engage Marriage Ministry here at Hope, which meets at uh, all of our campuses at different times of the year, and some more than others, et cetera. You can go online to hopefellowship.net slash reengage and find all that information. Um, Tara, tell us about your family. Where are what, What's your family like? Give us a snapshot of you. Um, I am married to Daniel, and we just had our 12-year anniversary last Congrats. week. Congrats. Thank cool. you. Um, we have two boys, almost nine and almost five, so four and eight. And, um, yeah, we're just uh, – we're doing the thing, and it's super – it's like a zoo at our yeah. house, but it's awesome. Well, I understand that. I have two kids of my own. We've been married since uh, 2001. How old are your kids? Uh, nine. Uh, sorry. I have a 12-year-old and a nine-year-old. My girl's wow. 12, and my little boy's nine. So we are in middle school. Fun years. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we're all married. We have families. We have kids. And so this is very – this hits very close to home for us. Um, we've, uh, we think marriages are vital at hope. It's a big part of the fabric of what we think is a healthy society, healthy community, uh, and especially a healthy home. Um, we know that everyone has that and, or we've experienced divorce and, and new marriages or step, step kids and step parents, et cetera. And so we also realize that the family doesn't always look like mom, dad, and kids. So, um, when we're talking about marriage in this podcast, we really hope that you take the principles and from some of the stories, if it, even if it doesn't match up with your story, uh, we think marriage is still vital. We think those relationships are important. And uh, um, sometimes we lose track of what it was really intended to be Correct. in the first place. Because we see this picture of marriage that doesn't look like what we think it should be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little fuzzy. So, Brock, people are at, will ask the question, like, what is marriage really supposed to be? We'll let you start off with that. Yeah, I think in looking at my own life, when I got married... I was not thinking about my wife, Alicia, and thinking, what can I do to make sure that she's really feeling loved and her life is better? I was kind of thinking selfishly, like, what am I going to get out of this deal? You know, how is this going to make my life better? And I think a lot of us kind of go into marriage and a lot of relationships, and we're really just thinking about ourselves. And I think really what marriage was intended to be was something designed by God to really help us to be more like Him in a lot of ways. And so we go into marriage, and I think the question we ask ourselves is, how can this person love me, when I think really a godly perspective on marriage is going and learning, how can I love this other person, and think of someone else's needs above my own, put someone else's interest in life above my own from time to time. And so I think it's very difficult to do that, but I think that's really kind of what marriage was intended to be, not so much looking out for number one, but learning to look out for another human being. And I believe in God's economy, when we do that, He pours out His blessings upon us, not so that we can just get a blessing, but so that we can really learn how to love other human beings. And I think that's the journey we're all on. That's kind of what marriage was intended to be, to learn how to love and behave more like Christ than what we normally selfishly do. Yeah. And Tara, you've had people in your office, couples, and counsel with them. So um, obviously they've probably had expectations going into what marriage is. So what have you seen on, on your side of things? Um, that's a 
big question. I think, I mean, I definitely agree with everything that Brock said, but um, I think a lot of times we go into marriage with expectations that we don't even realize we have Mm -hmm. um, because we've never articulated them or even had the awareness around it. So, I mean, there's way more to that answer, but initially I would say it's just people coming to terms with what kind of where their heart's at and what's in there that maybe they didn't know that might be blocking, you know, yeah. um, a healthy, more functional and So the other person is there kind of in a, in a way to help you grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. We've, we're bombarded with messages of what marriage oh, is yeah. going to be. Yeah. Movies, you know? books, our own minds. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's not accurate, you know, and so it, it's, it's hard for us to filter some of those messages. And then when you arrive at marriage, especially when you're, you get into like, sexual relationship and emotional attachments and things like that, you start to go, wow, it is so not like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't realize just how much we are already kind of put building this picture in our head of what it's going to look like. Oh, yeah. And then when it's not that, it's really difficult. It's well, really difficult to navigate. And it's, I think it's beyond difficult. I think for some people, you have to even grieve that almost because mm. some people do have a very clear expectation of what they want their marriage to be. Some are just, you know, learning as they go, but they still have those innate instincts or like the way they were raised starts to um, come out and manifest. And so I think that if you're not resilient and adaptable and willing to let dust settle sometimes, I mean, it's, it gets really rocky. And I think we do have to adjust our perspective, but that's a hard thing to do. And it's very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. oftentimes, you know, so. And a lot of that comes from our need to be loved. Like, we we kind of have this picture of here's how it looks when someone loves me the right way. Mm-hmm. And you marry someone and they're like, they have the same kind of image for themselves. But they also have this image of how am I going to love someone? How do I show love? How difficult is it to talk about that openly in, in a marriage? Like what's the roadblock there? I think a lot of it is, I mean, because we all have families of origin that we come from that express love and and we have our own, like you said, our own way of receiving love. And so... A lot of it is just we're going in with these expectations about how that person should do these things, and a lot of those expectations are not communicated in any way, shape, or form, so it's mm-hmm. very difficult. Mm-hmm. And then I think sometimes we have unrealistic expectations about how this other person should behave, and then we kind of have this view that my my view was right, and if you have a different view of showing things, then something's wrong, and so we have to get past ourselves to realize how am I communicating, how am I coming across to this other person, and so I think that's really kind of the goal is not so much learning how to you know, be loved, but learning how to love another person and hearing from their perspective. That's such a difficult thing to do to let someone, you know, to be fully heard. And one of the things that, you know, John Gottman, who's a big time marriage researcher, he says that couples that ask more questions to make statements are a lot healthier. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's very difficult to ask a lot of questions. We're making, want to make a lot of statements to say, here's what I need instead of learning, hey, what do you need? And I think that really is difficult to do, but that's the kind of the key to this whole thing. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. If there's a couple out there that's just starting with us, they've just they're really just starting their marriage and they're asking, okay, we know what the problem is. We we kind of see that there's some expectations to manage here. What do you say to them? What's the practical ways to dig into how do we manage those expectations in a relationship? Yeah, I think for me and working with couples, I'm not, you know, near the level of expertise oh, that Tara God, is, and great. she lets me know that all the time. <laughs> oh. But I think the main thing for me is if I can get a couple to realize that you can't change another human being. Amen. You can only change yourself. 
And so we use this language around here and it re-engage that if you can draw a circle around yourself and fix what's inside that circle and not worry about fixing someone else's circle, then you have a chance to have a successful marriage. Because I think a lot of marriage, we spend time trying to change the other person if they were just that or if they could just do mm-hmm. this. And that's kind of a futile effort because all we're doing is like we're standing up on a pedestal lecturing down it's to unproductive. someone. It's unproductive. But if we can yeah. turn it into ourselves and say, man, how can I love this person better? How can I be better at listening? How can I be better at not reacting when they say something that kind of pushes mm-hmm. my buttons? If we can focus on that, then I think we have a real chance. And so to me, that's kind of like obviously having a relationship with Christ and allowing God to change us is obviously foundational. But I think also drawing that circle around ourselves has to be kind of the two main pillars to, to build this thing. Yeah, I agree that we, I call them hula hoops instead of circles. So fancy. I think, actually less fancy, but whatevs. Mm-hmm. I think taking ownership for our for our own selves and realizing like you said we can't I can't change my husband in any way shape or form I can definitely influence and mm-hmm. I can share my heart but at the end of the day if something's going to change on his end that's up to him you know and that's that's in his heart his head whatever and so I think it's very vital that we have that self-awareness and um swallow our pride in order to say, like, how can I, what's my responsibility in this? And then working to minimize or maximize whatever needs to happen, modify that. And, um, like, if I don't want to, if I don't like the way I react to him about something or the way I respond, instead of waiting for him to change his approach, I think that no matter how he comes at me, I still need to check the attitude of my heart and be responsible for the words and the tone and the body language and everything absolutely. else that I'm presenting. Yeah, absolutely. That's everything. And, and honestly, I think that brings up a really important question is, Brock, how long do you think you can hula hoop? <laughs> I think I can probably hula hoop about <laughs> no seconds at all. I'm the worst hula hooper. Can we have a contest? His... No, no, you win already. For, for me, it's like it takes the hula hoop so long to go around. <laughs> it, just, it just ends up falling to the ground. <laughs> Well, I think this is super, super helpful content, and I just want to say thanks, Brock and Tara, for your insight. I know this is helpful for couples that are just starting out, who are, or maybe those that have drifted into a season where it's just difficult uh, to communicate. All right, so thank you guys for listening to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Next time on the show, we're going to dive into how self-care is done properly and what it can do for your relationship. Thank you. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Learn more about the marriage ministry at Hope by visiting hopefellowship.net slash marriage.